0: Hey church, you know, before we get started, I wanted to encourage you guys with this, is that God is with us, no matter where we are, no matter where you're watching this, he's there in the room with you. So as we worship, just be encouraged, become more aware of his presence because he is there with us.
1: match this in grace and mercy. There is nowhere we can hide from your love. You are steadfast, never failing, you're faithful. Our creation is in all of who you are. You're the healer of the sick and the broken. You are comfort for every heart that mourns. Our King and our Savior forever. For eternity we will sing all you've done. Sing of all you've done. Mm-hmm. There is healing in Your love. You're the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. For eternity, we will sing of all You've done. TREE- I was afraid you were with me and you lifted to me and you listen to me where there was death, you brought life, Lord, where there was fear. Yeah, Yeah Jesus' blind And righteousness I dare not trust The sweetest frame But holy trust In Jesus' name Let's sing that again My hope is built frame but holy trust in Jesus name Christ alone cornerstone weak made strong in the Savior's love through the Lord, Lord, oh, oh. When, darkness when darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace in every high stormy gale My anchor holds within the veil. My anchor holds within the One more time, Christ alone.
0: Oh may I then in him be
1: found dressed in his righteousness alone
0: but fall before the throne
1: Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong, in the Savior's love, through the storm, He is Lord.
0: we thank you that you are Lord of all we thank you that through the storm you are Lord of all no matter what's going on around us no matter if we're afraid if we're sick if we feel like we're alone God we're not alone because you are with us you are our cornerstone God I pray that your presence becomes known to us I pray that we become more sensitive to you with us day to day I pray that you speak to us through Pastor Jared's message and that we can apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Welcome to Renewal Church. I'm Jared Kirk. Thank you for joining us today. We really are living in unprecedented times. It's true. So many of us are staying home. Some people still have to go to work. And if you're in healthcare, that might be a scary thought for you. Um, me personally, I, I had a pretty good week this week. I actually got some toilet paper. So our family is stocked. We are ready for the apocalypse. But Everybody's life has been turned upside down. It's just unavoidably true. And for some of us, this has caused serious concern, serious worry. Uh, I know some people in our church who have gotten sick, people that we're praying for. My wife is staying home with our three little kids and it's a big deal. She has to all of a sudden home educate them. Many people in our church are single and they're just, you're just isolated. You're home alone with nobody there to talk to. Um, or maybe you're, you're married, which is just as tough. Being confined in the same space with your spouse for something like six weeks or three weeks or however long, who knows how long it's going to last. It's just unprecedented. Here's the thing. Our lives have been turned upside down, completely turned upside down. And that's why as a church over the next four weeks, we're doing a new teaching series called Upside Down just believing that in the middle of this mess, God is going to show up. And we're going to be talking about finding strength for difficult times. We're going to be talking about peace for anxious times. We're going to be talking about connection in isolating times. And then finally on Easter, we're going to be talking about hope in dark times. And I want to ask you to invite someone to join us for these online services. I just know that you've got somebody in your life who needs this message of hope, And strength in a tough time when their life is upside down and so maybe 30 minutes before we go online text them a link to join you with the service and get in there too because we've all got somebody in our lives that could use a little bit of hope strength and peace right now and the less we are in contact the more we need connection now today we're talking about strength in difficult times and strength is something in the Bible that you need when you are consumed with worry When you're thinking about the future and you're wondering, man, when I get there, is everything going to be okay? Am I going to have what I need? Am I going to have the shelter, the provision, the food? Am I going to have what I need in the future? And I think that very much describes the world we're living in right now. In the Bible, strength is something you need when you're filled with fear. And we have seen so much fear right now. We've all felt that twinge inside when you're, when you, the Bible calls it melting with fear, which is just like, I don't know what to do. My strength is failing me. You need strength. The strength is if your calling or your task te- seems too big for you. Maybe you were in the middle of something very important and your life has just been turned upside down and interrupted. You were starting a business, you were in a project, you were going to school, you were in the middle of some huge task and it's just been blown up and you say, I don't know what to do about this. You need strength. Also in the Bible, strength is when you don't know how you're gonna make it through. You need strength and for so many of us right now, we're saying, man, I I, I don't even know when the end of this is coming. I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know what life's going to look like afterwards. I don't know how to make it through this. Then you need strength. And today, you know, everybody is thinking about the virus um, and its impacts. But even as we go through these totally unprecedented times and our lives are turned upside down, you know, the regular troubles of life don't stop either. And we still need strength for those things too. You know, I've talked to friends this week that, you know, their marriage, they were having a little bit of trouble and there's just kind of that conflict and that tension in marriage. And then it's like, hey, guess what? You're gonna be confined in the same space for the next three weeks at a minimum. And it's like, man, you know, they need strength for that. Sometimes we need strength for that. Or it could be uh, that if you're in a bad spot with your roommate, you're gonna need strength. It could be that you suddenly find yourself educating your kids for two months. You're gonna need strength. Anytime your life gets turned upside down, Whether it is a sudden loss of someone that you love, a sudden sickness that you experience, a sudden just breakdown, a disaster in your life where you don't have the money that you need, it could be an unexpected move. I talked to someone whose apartment was, uh, their rent was expiring, their contract was expiring. It was like, well, where do I go? How do I find another place in the middle of this? When you go through these things, you need strength. And not only will you will you need strength when your life gets turned upside down, but you're gonna feel your need for strength in a different way. And the reason is that some of the things that we've all been relying on to prop us up and give us strength, we find in, in these sudden times that they don't hold us up anymore. The Bible has this, this really poetic way of talking about it. In ancient Israel, uh, the country was supposed to... Um, only depend on God for their provision and their protection. But they often wanted to hedge their bets. And so what they would do is they say, well, we're gonna depend on God, but here's what we're gonna do. We're also gonna go down to Egypt, to one of the surrounding nations, and we're gonna pay them some protection money, kind of like the Irishman. And they go down there and they pay them a bunch of money and they say, "If if someone attacks us, we want you to come up and help protect us. But look at how the Bible describes reaching out for strength to something that fails you in your moment of need. This is 2 Kings 18. It says, look, I know you are depending on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff, which pierces the hand of anyone who leans on it. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who depend on him. When your life turns upside down, suddenly the things you are leaning on to support you, you may discover that they splinter, that they fall apart and they pierce your hand when you lean on them. And for so many of us, you know, we were depending on outside things. We were depending on that community connection that we had. Maybe you were depending on that sense of purpose that you got from going into work every day, and that's been taken away from you. Maybe you were depending on that, that sense of respect that you got in other people's eyes as you moved out into the world and you were successful at what you did. And now all of a sudden, you're, you're tight in your home and it's just gone from your life. Those things sometimes turn out to be splintered reeds. And in times like this, we discover we need something stronger that we can rely on that it's not gonna fail us in our day of trouble, something more resilient, something that will not let us down, something that cannot let us down. And what we discover is, you see, that's one of the hidden blessings of difficult times, is that one of the things you discover is that that something you're looking to depend on is actually a someone. God wants to give you the strength you need in your life. Look at Isaiah 40, 28 through 29. One of the most beautiful passages in the whole Bible. So cool. Listen to what it says. The Lord is the everlasting God. He lasts forever. There's no beginning to God. There's no end to God. He's everlasting. It says he's the creator of the ends of the earth. He started it in just a moment. First, there was nothing, and then he speaks, and bam, there's this huge explosion, and now there's something. That's how powerful he is. It says, he will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He knows everything there is. He never gets tired. Now, listen to this. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. How beautiful is that? God gives strength to the to the weary God has strength that you can never exhaust when you lean on him instead of shattering like a reed God holds you up like a pillar of stone he will support you God has strength you can't comprehend and he wants to give you strength when you need it most and so that's what we're talking about for the rest of the day is you know if God is so strong he's so big and so powerful how do we gain access to that strength that we need in difficult times And that's the setup for today. When I need strength for difficult times, I, number one, call on God for help. We've got four points today. When I need strength for difficult times, I call on God for help. Now, as simple as this seems, we often skip right over this one. As Christians, you know, we make the mistake of making prayer our last resort when it should be our first resort. For us, it should be right the moment we have a need, we call out to him. And there's actually a place in the Bible where it says sometimes the reason you don't have what you need is because you just haven't asked God for it yet. He wants to give you because he's a father who loves you, but you just haven't asked. God is inviting you to call on him when your life turns upside down. Psalm 50, 15 is one verse in the Bible out of hundreds that say this. God says, call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and then you will honor me. God wants you to call on him. But isn't this a tough one for a lot of us? Maybe it's just personality-wise for you. You don't like asking for help for people. You just like to have everything kind of wrapped up neatly yourself. Or, you know, this is true for a lot of men where it's like, I don't want to, I have, I have some pride. I like to be able to handle my own business. I mean, that's just what my dad taught me was, listen, don't go asking people for help if you have the power to work hard and do things yourself. And so there's a part of me and a part of a lot of people that just doesn't want to call on God for help. But here's the thing. Um, You know, so many people are distant from Christianity, and maybe this is you, because it feels like faith is a crutch for weak people. Um, My friend Scott used to say that. He said, man, I wasn't a Christian for years because I just saw as, you know, faith is something that if people are weak, they need it. But I don't see it that way. I, I really don't see it that way. I think we should just deal with reality. I'm not a pessimist or an optimist. I'm a realist. Here's the way I see reality. You've got some strengths. God made you that way. Your personality, your skills, your talents, your abilities, God made you with some strengths. But no matter how strong God made you, there's just some things you can't do because you're a human. You can't, you know, no matter how hard you try, you can't wipe away the consequences of your past. I mean, sure, you can forgive yourself and, and you probably should, but you can't make God forgive you. That's something only God can do. And also just because we're all humans, you know, there's another thing we can't do. We cannot guarantee that heaven is our future. I mean, I didn't make heaven. I don't decide who goes to heaven, right? Like that's not something that's in our power. So you can't wipe away your past. You can't guarantee your future, your eternity. And also, you know, maybe this is you, but just about every single person I've ever talked to has one or two things in their life that they wish they could change, but we just can't change it no matter how hard we try. It could be that personality flaw, that character flaw that other people don't know about. It could be that thing that we're, we're covering up for where we look polished, we look educated on the outside, but on the inside we're hiding some insecurity there. Or it could be just that, that crazy destructive habit that's a secret that other people don't know about. And no matter how hard we wish we could change, we can't change. And so maybe that's you. I know that has described me in my life. So here's the thing. You are strong in some ways, but in other ways, as just as a person, as a human, you can't forgive your past, you can't guarantee your future, and you don't even have the power that you need to change today. And so calling on God for help is just getting to that place in your life where you say, man, there's some things that are out of my control and I need God's help. And when you get to that place, you're in a good spot because God wants to help you. Listen to this verse, Psalm 29 11, says, the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. So God wants to give you strength, but look at what it says there. It says to his people. It says he blesses his people. If you want God's strength in your life, you got to have a relationship with God. I think about my kids. They're um, eight, five, and four, and so Some of them go to elementary school. And, you know, I I try to teach my kids to handle their own problems and deal with their own business. But every once in a while, there's a problem in their life that's just a little bit bigger than what they can handle at their age. And when that happens, dad comes out and dad steps in and fixes the problem. And I don't do that for any other kid. (laughs) I do that for my kids because I'm their dad. In the same way, God gives his strength to his kids. And when you're in a relationship with him, you get strength. And, you know, with everything that's going on right now, like let, let's just level for a second here. You know, it could be that the reason you don't have the strength that you need is just because you don't have a relationship with God. This could be the reason why your marriage is falling apart and you you can't fix your marriage. It could be the reason you, you haven't had strength to stop that bad habit or strength to to fix your kids and parent differently It could be the reason that when disaster strikes, whether it's this virus or something else, that your anxiety just spikes to 11 because you don't have the strength that you need. Maybe it's just because you don't have a relationship with God. But here's the cool thing. God wants to be in a relationship with you. He is not picky. He will take anybody. He took me as a kid of his at 17, and I started a relationship with him. God will take anybody. He wants a relationship with you, and he wants to give you strength. When you need strength in your life, when you call out to Him. Now, at the end of the message today, I'm gonna give you a chance to start a relationship with God. And I'm gonna pray a prayer at the end, and it's gonna go something like this God, I know that I have reached the end of my strength, and I need your strength. I believe that Jesus died so that my past sins could be forgiven, and I believe He rose again from the dead so that my future could be guaranteed in heaven and I could beat death. I I believe he's gonna give me the Holy Spirit so that I have the power that I need to change today and you're gonna give me strength. So I wanna leave behind my old life and I wanna live for Jesus. God, would you come into my life? And if you pray that at the end of the message today, you can start a relationship with God and he will change your life and give you the strength that you need. And we'll come back to that a little bit later. But if you're a Christian today, here's my challenge to you. When life turns upside down, God invites you to call out to him. So make prayer your first resort. We have a daily prayer meeting online at 7 p.m. that the elders lead. And we would love for you to be a part of that. We've actually, um, we've been doing that every single day. We've had a good turnout for it. And there's a chance for people to just pour out their heart to God. You don't have to pray out loud if you don't want to, but if you'd like to join in, you're welcome to. People will just type prayer requests in the chat bar and we pray and seek God. And maybe Maybe in this time, if you're a Christian, you just need to reach out to a friend and see how you can pray for them. Because I don't think God wants us to waste this opportunity to make a difference in the life of our friends. Our church does not just exist for our church and to meet the needs of our church. Our church exists for our city. And this is a great chance for us to be outside the walls of our church, reaching out and praying. All right. So when I need strength, number one, I call out to God, number two, I got to picture the future with a faithful God. Picture the future with a faithful God. Now, my dad is a little bit older than all my friends' dads. He was actually born uh, before television was a thing, and like there was a point in his life where a friend came into came into his house and said, "Hey, Woodrow, you're never going to believe this. I have this box in my house, and pictures come up on it." So my dad's a little older, and he's old enough that one time he plowed a field with a donkey pulling like a metal plow behind it. And the donkey, when it was plowing the rows away from the barn, would walk. But when it was plowing the rows towards the barn, it would run. And the reason is that the barn is where the donkey got food. And so when he, when he could see the food and he was headed towards something he wanted, he was twice as strong and he was running towards it. You know, I just think there's this principle in life that when you're running towards something you want, you've got strength. When the finish line is beautiful and there's something waiting for you at the finish line, it gives you strength in the race today. When the future looks bright, you've got strength for today. Now, Isaiah 40 talks about this principle, about looking forward to the future and that giving you strength today. And we read the first half of this just a few minutes ago, but I wanna finish this verse for you because I want you to see how you gain access to this strength. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. So who gets this strength from God? It's people who hope in the Lord. So what does it mean to hope in the Lord? Well, hope is future-oriented. It's about the good things that are coming for you in the future. When your world gets turned upside down, all you can think about is today. That's all you got. You know, your, your, your horizon just closes in and you're just thinking about how do I make it through today, tomorrow? How do I make it through with groceries? How do I have enough toilet paper to last me through the end of the week? How am I gonna teach these kids who are driving me crazy? But when you're thinking about the future, when you're hoping in the Lord, you're imagining the future, you're picturing the future with a faithful God. In other words, if God is with me today, then he's gonna be with me tomorrow. I've heard it said like this, worry is imagining the future without God in it. We think, man, when I get there, am I gonna have enough? Am I gonna have the food? Am I gonna have a place? Am I gonna have a job? Am I gonna make ends meet? That's worry. But hope says, man, when I get to tomorrow, God will be faithful there too. That's picturing the future with a faithful God. Now, here's a cool thing for Christians. If you're a follower of Jesus, this future where God is faithful, it doesn't just last for the next three weeks or six months or 60 years. This future lasts for eternity. For Christians, you can know, if you have a relationship with God, you can know that heaven is your home and that God will be faithful to keep his promises forever. And like I mentioned before, if you don't have a relationship with God, you may be guessing about heaven. You know, I meet a lot of people. It's like, hey, you know, have you thought about eternity? Have you thought about heaven? And they're like, yeah, I, I hope I'll go to heaven. But when they say hope, they mean I'm guessing. <laughs> you know, maybe that's you. Because I used to think like that too. It's like, yeah, I, I hope heaven's my home. But when you start a relationship with God, it's a different kind of hope. It's not optimism. It's I know God's promises for me. And so I'm confident today. I have strength for today because when I think about the future, I know the good things that are coming for me. So when you walk and grow faint or you run and grow weary, I want you to think about the future and picture a faithful God. All right. So when I need strength for difficult times, I call on God for help. I picture the future with a faithful God. Number three, I meditate on God to gain perspective. I meditate on God to gain perspective. Now, meditation in the Bible is not emptying your mind. It is filling your mind with thoughts about God. And so I I think about it, I think about the stories from the Bible from different angles, I turn it over, I chew on it. And the more you think about God, the more it changes your perspective. And a change in perspective can give you strength. I've noticed this: that if your perspective is only what happens, is happening in this world right now, you're gonna be freaking out a little bit. I mean, think about that. If you spend all your time on cable news, First of all, if you ever spend all your time on cable news, you're gonna be freaking out like the world is gonna end. That's just, (laughs) that's how cable news works. But man, today, if you're just online all the time, watching news all the time, and all you can see is what's happening here around you, then you're gonna be paralyzed by anxiety and worry and fear. But if you get some perspective on that and you bring God into the equation, all of a sudden you've got strength to keep going. Psalm 46 talks about this reality, and it might as well have been written for this week. Uh, Here's what it says. It starts off by saying this, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, So God is with us in the middle of all that, but listen to how the psalm ends. Listen to how you gain access to the strength and help of God. Verse 10, he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God is strong. He is our ever-present help in trouble. Even if the whole world seems to be falling apart, turning upside down, the mountains are sliding into the ocean. The whole economy is shutting down. The whole world is shutting down. God is our refuge and strength. But what is our part in that? It is to be still and know that he is God. In other words, be still, be quiet in your life, in your soul. Calm down. Stop freaking out. Stop panicking. That's the the New Jared translation. Calm down, be still, and be honest about your problems. Now, in the psalm, it says that even if the earth quakes and the mountains are crumbling into the sea, now that's a major problem. That's not minimizing your problems. You know, so much of us trying to calm down in this world without God is about just saying, like, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay, and minimizing the problems. This psalm does not minimize the problems. But what it does is it takes your problems and it compares them to the size of your God. And when you compare the size of your problems to the size of your God, your problems start to shrink. They don't go away, but it puts them in perspective. And when you have the perspective of a powerful, caring, loving God who is bigger than your problems, man, you've got strength to keep going. And you've got some peace in your life. So Christian friends, here's the the question for you. Are you making the most of this time? Are you, I mean, (laughs) you know, my whole schedule, my whole rhythm has been disrupted. I don't know about yours, probably yours too. And I think to myself, oh, I've got all this extra time on my hands. I should Maybe I could finally, you know, read my Bible more than I ever have before, or I could start this new quiet time, or this new—I could read this book or whatever it is—and I just find the time slipping away. And instead, I'm watching, you know, Netflix and YouTube or or the Masked Singer, which is embarrassing. And my wife told me not to say it, but it's true. I love that show; I can't get enough of it. But as Christians, the question is: Are we amusing ourselves to death, or are we taking time to be still in the presence of the Lord, so that we can compare the size of our problems? To the size of our God. Do you have a system for that? You need a system to connect with God because God loves spending time with his kids. If you're not a Christian, and this isn't a regular part of your life, you know, if you don't have a relationship with God, you could start a relationship with God and you could spend time with him. And I'm telling you just something you could ask any Christian anywhere in the world if knowing how strong and powerful and caring God is gives them peace in troubled times, every single one of them would say, yes, absolutely. Because it puts things in perspective and that gives you strength. Okay, here's our last point for today. When I need strength for difficult times, I call on God for help. I picture the future with a faithful God. I meditate on God to gain perspective. And lastly, I trust in his grace. Right at the center of Christianity is grace. Grace is about the fact that God doesn't give us what we deserve, he gives us what he has promised and that's an amazing thing. The book of Hebrews talks about how grace strengthens you and uh, here's what it says. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. Isn't that interesting? The first part of that is don't let your heart be carried away by strange teachings. You know, when, when life turns upside down, it is really tempting to chase after all kinds of weird things that we think are gonna help. And I saw just this week online, you know, there, was, there were some people uh, peddling like fake cures and things for the coronavirus, strange teachings. Some people kind of draw back to those religious rituals that they knew as a youth. And if I, if I count the beads and I say the prayers or I do the things, then I'll at least feel better and it'll deal with the anxiety. Or maybe you're not a religious person like so many people in Boston. And for you, when times get anxious, you have these old unhealthy patterns that you drop back into to kind of help you deal with the anxiety, but you know it's not healthy and you know it's not good. The Bible says don't be carried away by all kinds of strong teachings. There's a better way. It says it is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. You know what that means? It means your heart, that, that interior part of you, your soul, that, that deepest part of you, the seat of your mind and your will and your emotions, that when you reflect on how good God has been to you, it strengthens you. Let me, let me share with you some of God's grace for you. God loves you so much that he came to earth as a person. He didn't want to stay off as one of those distant gods that people had to guess about who he is and what he's like and does he care and does he hear. God came to earth as a person named Jesus. And Jesus went through everything you've gone through. The Bible says he suffered. The Bible says he was tempted just like we we're tempted. The Bible says he knows what it's like to be betrayed. He knows what it's like to face uncertainty and in the midst of his life, but he was different from you and me in one important respect. He never sinned. He was tempted, but he never gave in to temptation. And because Jesus was perfect, it made him very unique, very special in human history. When Jesus was hauled away by the religious authorities on trumped up charges and nailed to a cross, it meant that he could be a perfect substitute for you, that he died in your place. And so one of those things you could never do, which is forgive your past, God made a way for that to happen. Jesus died for you. And then three days later, he rose from the dead. He defeated death, guaranteeing you heaven. One of those things that no matter what kind of person you are, there's no way you can guarantee that, but Jesus guaranteed it for you. And then he sent his Holy Spirit to make sure you have the strength you need to change today and the strength you need to get through anything with God's love. Now that's a lot of grace. That's how much God loves you. And according to the Bible, if God loved you that much and showed you that much grace, then he'll get you through anything. That's what Romans 8.32 says. It says, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? You see how it works? God loves you. And you know, no matter what you're going through, you know God loves you because of what he's done for you in Jesus. And so with that grace, as the backdrop of your life. You can face anything with confidence. You can have the strength you need. You know, earlier in the message, I mentioned that that for some of you, you may not have the strength you need because you've never had a relationship with God. Well, I wanna tell you right now, the way to have a relationship with God is through Jesus. He has paved the way. He has wiped away your past and your sins. He has guaranteed your future and he wants to give you the power you need to change today and get through this and it all comes through him. And if God is leading you, don't turn down this invitation. Don't try to go through this without God's help in your life. Don't try to go through life without God's help in your life. It is disaster waiting to happen. I know because God rescued me out of that same disaster. He rescued me out of my selfishness As a teenager, I was doing my own thing, using drugs with a terrible relationship with my parents, just headed for a life of suffering and divorce because of selfishness. And God picked me up out of the middle of that. And now no matter what I go through, I have peace, I have strength because I know that God is with me. And it would be a tragedy if you missed an opportunity to have God in your life getting you through it. And so wherever you are, I want to invite you to pray this simple prayer. I mentioned it earlier in the message, to start a relationship with God today. And if God's calling you, you can pray right now. Pray with me. God, I know that there's a limit to my strength. And I'm starting to see today that maybe even the strength I have comes from you. But I need your help. I need you to forgive my, my sins in my past. I need you to Give me a future in heaven. I need you to give me the Holy Spirit so that I have the power to change today and the the strength to get through this. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to forgive my sins and I believe he rose from the dead to guarantee me a future in heaven. God, would you come into my life? I wanna follow you. I wanna live for you. I don't wanna live for the kingdom of me. I wanna live for the kingdom of God. And I need the help that you give me. I want you in my life. And I pray today in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer today, I have great news for you. God is in your life and he's gonna help you get through it. I believe that God will get you through this. If you're a follower of Jesus, he's already started strengthening you. And if you're starting a walk with Jesus today, God loves you. He cares about you. And even if you're alone in your apartment, you are never alone when God is in your life. God bless, and we'll see you next week.